The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again to all of you, my friends, who have joined me again today. I deeply appreciate your thoughts that you sent to me by email, your appreciations, your questions, and even the struggles that you are experiencing. It's my desire to support you in every way I can and encourage you to find and experience the divine within yourself as well. The website, www.thedivineiswithinus.com. If you go there, right on the very first page, you'll find several articles I've written that will be a help to you, I'm sure. So check that out when you can. Today's show, Creating a World Where Everyone Wins. Now, I'm sure there are some people right away say, oh my goodness, Stacy, you've lost it now. How in the world can we ever create a world where everyone wins. This world is anything but everyone winning. Yes, I know. But I say it's possible, and today's show is dedicated to that possibility. The first word I want to share is independence. (laughs) What is that word? Ah, yes, here in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Really? I say nonsense. We are none of the above. What is freedom here in the United States of America? The freedom to just have our own way? (laughs) Yes, all too often that's the case. Free to be ignorant of others and their needs? What does it mean to be brave anyway? Does it mean to be tough? (laughs) No way. Although so many people think that. I'm brave, I'm tough, I'm fearless, I'm this, I'm that. No, it's just the opposite. Bravery is not the result of having some fear deep inside you. Bravery is, here I stand. I choose to speak the truth, regardless of who or what may agree or disagree. I know this, and I'm convinced that this is true. I'm still learning, I'm still growing, but I stand, and I choose to speak the truth as best I can. Nothing makes us quite as afraid is having to live in independence where we think we're strong enough, we think we're tough enough, or we think we know enough to live without regard for other people and their needs. Those are lies. Perhaps the characteristic of the United States of America all too often, and shame on us, I might say, is that we think that we are independent 
And as Americans, we, we have the best country in the world, and we don't. We are the best people in the world. No, we're not. Because when we refuse to think of other people and their needs instead of our own needs, and yet, my friends, this is what extreme capitalism has taught us. Extreme capitalism that we see today, the 1%, the 99%, the billionaires trying to control everything. I say, no way. You billionaires are nothing but men filled with fear, and you know it. I'll have more to say about that later in the show. We are strong enough, and we are brave enough to include others. Independence really means, for far too many, I don't need anyone else. I've got money, I've got a job, I've got a house, a car, clothes, food, and more. If you don't, that's just tough. You must be too lazy. And how often we hear that today from the mouths of certain wannabe politicians who think that people who lack are lazy. No, the truth is the people that have the most are cheaters and liars in too many cases. And so it goes with the average billionaire these days. If you don't have it tough, I just need more and more. So to you billionaires, I would say, so who grows your food? Who built your car? You did? No, you didn't. Who makes your clothes? Who built your house? No one knows enough or has enough to act like they are independent of others because we are not. Independence is not the solution to insecurity. Independence is the cause of it too many times. Independence is not the solution to our fears. Independence is just what creates more and more of those fears. Independence is not the solution to the fear of never having enough. It is the creator of not having enough. Helen Keller, famous woman, most of you have heard of her, know of her, read her books perhaps, made a very powerful statement years ago. She said, security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is not safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Spoken by a woman who was born deaf and unable to speak, she learned far more than most humans who are born with all of their senses. The great Buddha said, the root of suffering is attachment. I did a show recently on attachments and letting go of our attachments you can find it in the archives right here on the Seventh Wave channel. But there's only one way to be free from addictions to our attachments. I hope you have asked yourself this question. Are we or how are we addicted to our attachments? To what are we attached? Are we addicted to having or are we addicted to needing to have something? The only way we can be free from our addictions and our attachments is to learn to go within. Choosing independence only tightens the grip that our addictions and our attachments have on us. We can use all the externals and the prison of owning things to encourage us to focus on internal realities if we would just let it. Sometimes we get so fed up with the problems in the world 
but we don't know where to go. My friends, we need to learn about this very important issue. Not more independence, not more focus on externals, not more of the prison of owning, owning, owning. No, there's something far more important than the temporary vanishing things of this lifetime. In choosing internals, there's nothing quite as powerful to help us than the constant frustrations we experience in our attachments to external things. When we get tired of the battles, maybe then we'll learn to go within. Why is this lifetime often called the veil of tears? Are you tired of crying? <laughs> are we? Yes, all of us are. We cry in secret. What do we cry about? What is it that causes such pain? Is it not our attachment to external things? Is it not all the things that we're afraid we're going to lose? But because we've neglected the internal reality of the divine within us, we find ourselves in this veil of shedding tears in private. When we understand who it is that we truly are, when we understand that the divine in human form is you and me, we will learn then to, go, to know as never before who we truly are. When we go within, we begin a new journey, a journey <clears throat> that will take the rest of our lifetimes. Let's look more deeply into the shallow ideas of independence for a moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what independence actually costs us. Here in the USA, we find humans that jump up and down, waving their flags, declaring their independence, and shouting about their freedom. And they find that they are the very same people who quickly want to go to war when we need more oil. Crazy, isn't it? Are we only free and independent when we have enough resources and we become hostile and bombing and, and slaughtering other people because we need their oil, their gold, their silver, their something? No nation in the world has hurt and killed as many people as has the good old USA. We have been bombing and going to war for over 220 years of our 239 years of existence. And yet we go after more natural resources and we go after this and that, the oil in Iraq, or wherever else it may be found, and then we steal it. We go to war and, and create them as enemies so we can take what we want and blame it on them. I'm sorry, I do not support independence if that's what it means. Our Western society and its independence is one of the greatest threats on the planet. Nothing has caused more strife, more war, more loneliness, or more living in fear than we have. Nothing has caused more competition, which is just a mask for war, or more hoarding than the crazy idea that we can live independently of all others. We cannot. We need each other. We're all connected in far more ways than we want to realize. Each and every other person can be a source of support, a source of a smile, encouragement, sharing grief and loss, opening a door of possibilities for each other and believing in each other in ways that keep us trying to take uh, and keep us moving ahead on our path and taking us to the success that we're looking for and the meeting of our goals. 
We will never know the highest purpose for our lives apart from the sheer delights we find in serving others. Yet today, we have so many politicians who only focus on what they want to take away from others, their health care, money, food stamps, education, reproductive rights, freedom, jobs, homes, and more. We're living in a day when the extreme greedy ones want everything for themselves. I'm going to say to them right now, if any of you might be listening, you corporate CEOs or billionaires or whoever else, I'm going to say to you right now, you are not going to get it. We as a people are standing up. We are going to take back what is rightfully the, the, what belongs to the human race. We, the people, is what it's all about. And we will not take any more of your greed and putting us down. So right now, before I get into the next section, we're going to take time for a break. And I'll be right back with you in a couple of minutes. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So, I'm going to talk about some of the frustrations that I have experienced and I feel. Maybe you can hear that in my voice, and if so, that's good. <laughs> but I am fed up too. I'm frustrated with what politicians and others are trying to take away from people. And so often, most of these politicians are claiming some kind of faith, some kind of religion. And I say if it's religion that wants to take everything away, it's time to move beyond religion, for your life is waiting, my life is waiting. A couple more thoughts, and then I'm going to move to the positive aspect of creating a world where everyone wins. One of the biggest curses ever to come out of this society of independence is the curse of lawyers. Now, I know not all of them, 
are that way, but so many lawyers are encouraging people to fight just for money, get money in their own pockets. Then they encourage people to blame somebody else for their suffering and pain and then sue them to get revenge. And then they, of course, keep the huge profits. And while I know that sometimes those things are necessary in a crazy, greedy, capitalist society, lawyers have focused on this far too much. How many lawyers, and I know this happens, I know I've seen it personally, they fight each other in court, not really caring who wins because they're both going to get paid. And then they celebrate with a drink after the trial is over, as if, who cares? My friends, security is not just a private issue. We are only secure when we experience a mutual love, compassion, understanding, support, and helping each other get our needs met in creative and sustaining ways. That is real community. When we live in those ways and those energies, that is when everyone wins. Security does not come from declaring independence. Survival is not an issue of independence. Survival is not just a private issue either. Survival is our gift to each other. To survive together and live without fear because we know we are all in this thing called life together. We are all walking our path back home. And beyond the lies of religion and politicians and the billionaires, we are whole. We are love. We are not independent, but we are interdependent. You've heard me mention that before. Interdependency is the only way, in my opinion, to live. Let all religion die and go away. Beyond religion is our personal choices to live, to love, to share, to shine, and to know that we have enough when we are connected to each other. I can never stand alone in independence. I've got all I need. Don't need anybody else. No, no, not at all. Only when we know that we are connected will we ever know that we have enough. But what does it mean to have enough? Does that mean enough for one hour? Is it enough for one day? Oh, maybe you've got enough for a year or so it would seem. But what is enough? The truth is that enough has nothing to do with a certain amount of having anything because no matter what it is we're looking at, it will not last forever. So then what? Hoard more? Depend on each other for more? What do we do? Fear of not having enough is born in independence, and there it becomes the curse of the human race. Fear is mostly the child of extreme capitalism, and the focus of capitalism is more and more and more on fear, doing, not wanting to do without, making sure you have enough. But at the same time, how many are saying, I've got to have enough first and I don't care? I would say this, not one billionaire has enough to outlast his fear. Let me say that again. There's not one billionaire that has enough money or possessions of any kind to last beyond his own fears. The truth is that there is no authentic me without seeing we, 
as the bigger picture. It's not independence we need, but rather interdependence, wherein we live for far more than just selfish interest. Religion has created the curse of independence. Religions fight each other, as they've been doing that ever since day one, and slaughtering people that don't go along with what they say is true, slaughtering people because they believe in some different God, slaughtering people because they don't believe in the same one or whatever. And yet, religion has created this curse because of the God they worship, a God of anger, a God of punishment, a God of shame. No religion wants you to know the power of interdependence because religion is built upon dependence and smallness and getting your money. Religion is nothing more than a man-made structure that controls you, my friends, but not if you say no. We need to choose to live our own lives. The truth is we are all going back home and we're walking each other home at the same time. And as we walk each other home, knowing that the divine is within us, You remember from past shows that Yeshua taught that the light that is within us is the energy of the divine itself. And he said, let your light shine. And think of this, picture this. As we walk each other home, letting our light shine, we supply light for each other's path in all that we do to share and live life together. And the truth is, someone has left the light on for us. That light is within. It's within you, and it's within every other person. That's why we need each other. No one is first, and no one is last. Not one. Because Yeshua taught that the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. I say, look out, billionaires. Your day as being last is coming. Cheer up, all who have needs, because your day is as being first, is also coming. There's a very powerful video circulating on Facebook about a race that's being run by physically and mentally challenged kids. It's a beautiful, beautiful video. I had tears in my eyes the very first time I saw it and every other time. The race begins with these five or six kids as they take off from the starting line And they run as best they can, most of them struggling a little bit or a lot to get one foot ahead of the other and run down the chosen path. And then what happens? But one of the kids slips and falls, and he's all done. Or is he? Because in this video, all the other kids stop running, and they turn around, and they go back to the kid that has fallen, and they go pick him up. And then, together, arm in arm, they run together, and they finish the race together, arm in arm. Everyone won that race. Oh, I get emotional about it, just talking about it and thinking about it. But that is just a small picture of how we can be for each other. If someone falls down, if someone's struggling, if someone has need, 
Don't keep running. Don't keep focusing on getting more for yourself. Go back. Pick that someone up. Pick pick them up. Or and maybe experience someone coming back to pick you up. If we do that together, as we run this race, we will be experiencing a world where everyone wins. What are we here for? Are we here just to get what we want? Are we here just to win? Everyone winning means less pain and suffering. Everyone winning means less confusion, more opportunities, less losses, more beauty, more peace, more love and harmony, and so much more. How do we create a world where everyone wins? I first heard that phrase years ago from a group that does workshops on love, intimacy, and sexuality. It's called the Human Awareness Institute. You can Google that, the Human Awareness Institute. Life-changing experiences for everyone. And they talked many, many times about creating a world where everyone wins. The founder of Human Awareness Institute was my good friend Stan Dale. He's not with us anymore on this planet, but a powerful and beautiful spirit he was, and I think he still is. So what about this creating a world where everyone wins? Independence is the worst of human behavior, and it's sometimes the best of human drama, and it is the mixing pot of humanity. Independence is the cauldron of human shame. It's a catalyst for great invention, and it's the cause of most human suffering. It is the battle, the human battle, that we've long known as independence that has created grand luxury for the few and gross suffering for the masses. A world where everyone wins? Surely, this would be but dreaming the impossible dream and the quest for the unreachable star. Or is it? perhaps the ugliest part of sports is seen in the intensity around winning. This is not more graphically seen today than in the faces and the gestures of the average college coach as he jumps up and down and runs up and down the sidelines. Not all of them, but we've seen it. There, every expression and its inherent intensity sometimes seems to be about not losing more than it is about winning. There's a tremendous fear of losing. For what is winning other than the experience of not losing? (laughs) In the world of sports, to end the battle with a tie has been dubbed the kiss-your-sister effect. No one wants a tie because that is not winning. The tie was the old adage of, at least we didn't lose. But a tie in sports left everyone without the ego's biggest prize, We beat them. (laughs) With the emptiness of neither a win or a loss after the battle, the human ego invented over time. The sudden death experience, the shootout, or whatever else would ensure a winner and a loser. Yet most would rather risk a loss in the fight for a win than to know, than to not know either. Why? What does a win really mean? What does a loss really mean? What does the label winner really identify in a person or a team? Isn't the word winner 
a mask that pushes compassion aside too often? Does a winner's self-focus replace empathy? Does the winner project their inner loser onto others? Are we not all winners and losers repeatedly? Can holding, or, I'm sorry, can losing hold a valuable insight? Can losing at times teach us an important lesson? Of course, in that case, if I celebrate a loss, it is, is it really losing? Can anyone win all the time? Well, yes, we can when we learn to celebrate the insights that we gain in both winning and losing. We can and we must create a world where everyone wins. Whether the contest we, we, we're in, we win or lose, we still win because the beauty in this kind of world is far more than a game. Time for the break. I'll be right back with you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So when we create a world where everyone wins, as I said, the beauty that we find in that kind of world is far, far more than anyone thinks when they think of just a tie in sports. No, winning together, celebrating together, sharing together, living together, in the distortions of competition, whatever its form, no one really wins. Not the winner, not the loser, not those who embrace the tie scenario. We must understand that a battle can never yield a winner. I hope you got that. A battle can never yield someone or a group that just wins. Because in winning, depending on how that happens especially in war and other kinds of violence, 
the, the one who wins the battle has only won something temporarily. They have not won because they have lost the respect and the mutual sharing that other people can bring. We must understand that. A battle only yields losers every time. And this is seen as when anyone is beaten or dubbed a loser. If I beat someone, does that act make me a winner? What have I had lost in the process? What potential friend have I pushed aside by being focused on myself and my winning? Oh, my friends, we have to understand this. I know that most of you do. Maybe all of you do. I'm sure there's some of you understand it better than I do. Wonderful. We need to promote winning as that which everyone must experience. But in our competitive society, we've created a world where everyone competes with others because automatically there has to be a loser. Even those who appear to be winners, when we see their homes, their cars, their portfolios, their positions in life, and their apparent success, whatever that word means, but by one definition, they're winners, but by another, they are only losers. We've been encapsulated in a world of competitive behavior in which nations and religions and tribes and classes and political parties are in fierce competition. But for what, really? I'll tell you what, it's just for control. What does winning mean as we compete for jobs between other humans, for we com- as we compete for driving space on the road, in selling and buying and sexual partners and even food itself? What is included in the fear of losing? As Yoda said in the Star Wars movies, it is the fear of losing that is the path to the dark side. Does that make winning the path to the dark side? Well, yes, it can, if winning is really the fear of losing. And if that's our only goal, then winning is the greatest blindness that we can experience. We're blind because in that place we fail to see our brothers and sisters and see what their needs are and or help to meet them. What are the benefits of everyone winning? What would that look like? Since most of us have never experienced this at a deep level, what have we been missing? We all along, we we all long for rather inside for winning and we work hard to avoid what it feels like when we call it losing. But what is it that we're looking for? What would it be like to have others truly value who we are? What would be the experience of the human being uh, being recognized or the human spirit being recognized as divine? Where all humans honored each other in the namaste where the God and goddess in me honors the God and goddess in you. What would we risk by, by entering into that, would we, do we risk losing this experience by focusing on our, on our need to win at all costs? To create a world where everybody wins is to build community in our midst, a community that includes everyone at the table. Community is diversity rather than exclusion. Community is cooperation rather than competition. It is where love replaces fear, compassion replaces false pride, where service replaces battle. 
it is easy to write about this. It's much more difficult to create it and to maintain it. In the present world, battles and strifes are rampant from Capitol Hill to Afghanistan to China and to Iraq and to so many other places in this world and Syria today. The inner city and the suburbs are as well. Every battle of the human drama is about somehow getting our needs met. Have you ever thought of that? Everything you do is about getting some need met? Yes, it's true. It is very true. So how do we get our needs met? To win is to get certain needs met. To lose is to be frustrated and fall short of that experience, we think. But we battle, we love, we criticize and share and create, we destroy, we work, we play, we avenge, we laugh, cry, hope, plan, celebrate, and more. And yet all those things we do, we do to get some inner need met. What needs are those? I'll be mentioning a lot of these today as I have in the past, but one of these days soon I'm going to do a whole show on the list of human needs and what they are and what we can do to create the satisfaction of those needs for ourselves and especially for other people. But what needs? That is a question we must be able to answer. Have you ever made a list of your needs? No, not your wants. That's the ego creeping in. But have you made a list of your needs, what you as a human being need? All human needs are universal. We are one in our humanity and in our divinity. All of our, all of our needs are exactly the same as the needs of our fellow pilgrims on this journey that we call life. While the needs of humanity are the same for each of us, they are not the same in any given moment. Every choice we make, every decision we make, and every action we take are all about getting our needs met. Nothing we do is unrelated to this quest. And while listing our needs, we must be aware of those wants of the ego. We have needs that are related to our own self. Those needs include the need to express the need to be challenged, the need to love and be loved, creativity, integrity, purpose. We need touch. We need accomplishment. We need sustenance, self-worth, choice, and many more. Those are just a few. Then we have needs around relationship. Those needs include the need to be appreciated, the need for sexual connection, the need for respect, community, for forgiveness, the need for inclusion, contributing to others' lives, the need for empathy and love and trust, sexuality and celebration, connection, sharing in grief, birthing a new self, presence, that's not P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, <laughs> as we get at Christmas, but presence, as in people being present for us and we for them. We also have needs in the spiritual, not religious, the spiritual realm. Needs like harmony, 
tangible connection, intuition, knowing, celebrating love, expressing beauty, experiencing beauty, knowing peace inside and outside, the need for order and tranquility and communion and creativity and much more. Love is always a spiritual experience. We all vibrate with a full list of human needs and we live in order to get them met in any way we we can sometimes. Some people have done some incredibly horrendous acts just to get their needs met. Yet in our humanity, we are all living to get our needs satisfied and there's nothing wrong with that. We must come to understand this as deeply as possible and recognize the priorities that we and others have in any given moment as we experience this process community as the world where everyone wins will only be created as we assist each other in meeting of our human needs. What I see in you first must be resolved in me and or celebrated in me first for our hearts to be one. Community is creating, created by choosing empathy and compassion and service to others in this context and by cooperating with one another, by working to see each other succeed and focusing on loving others, asking them what they need, intuiting what those needs are when possible, and with permission, assisting them in getting those needs met in healthy and constructive ways. In this process, we become spiritual midwives for each other in the birthing of a new self continuously. My friends, you heard me talk about choosing to give birth to a new self. I did some shows on that. And it's one of the most important actions that we can ever take, to choose to be different, to be new, to choose to create a new self and to give birth to a new self. I need you. You need me. We need each other to do that. We never birth a new self independently. It's always interdependence that brings about the atmosphere and the connections where we can encourage each other to become new. We can encourage each other and challenge each other lovingly and celebrate each other's birthing of a new self. As we do that, think of yourself as a spiritual midwife that you're helping another person to bring forth that beautiful new self. Next week's show is going to be on claiming your most beautiful self. And this is part of it. We can't claim our most beautiful self without others helping us to claim that. We are interdependent. We are not independent. But we can become spiritual midwives for each other. And we do that when we love and when we challenge and when we look at our needs and other needs as the same list. Not when we stand independently and refuse to care about other people and what they might need. My friend, you have needs. You have needs right now that are not being met. How are you going to get those needs met? That is the challenge that we all face. We will get those needs met, not just independently, but by interacting and interrelating with other human beings who have the same needs. It's time for another break. I'll be right back with you in two or three minutes.
the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Perhaps our greatest service on the planet today is seen by measurably supporting and loving all of those who have been disenfranchised by our society, whether because of religion, race, ethnicity, gender, their view of the world, or any other factor that has resulted in separation. Something I've been saying for a long time is if Christianity had ever been known as a world-class example of what Yeshua taught, we would already have a world that is one where everyone wins. Because he said the greatest commandment was to love the divine the divine, not some place up in the sky, but the divine within each other, to love ourselves, to love our neighbors, and to love our enemies. If the church had ever been what Jesus taught it to be, we would already have a beautiful, loving world where everyone wins. But we don't. And we don't have it because religion is about fighting more than it is about inclusion. There's a voice from the ancient wisdom that can be heard resounding in the words of Hokemah. I've mentioned her before from the ancient Middle Eastern texts. She is the feminine face of the divine, the voice of the feminine, in an article called Thunder Speaks. I'm going to share a few lines with you as part of a passage taken from Desert Wisdom by my good friend and Aramaic scholar, Ph.D. scholar Neil Douglas Klotz. She says, I appear in the minds of the restless. I am found by within by those who look for me. For I am first and last. I am honored and dishonored. I am the prostitute and the saint, the experienced and the virginal. I am the verdict, guilty and innocent. 
I am the shamed one, and I am the shameless one. I make no mistakes, yet all errors have their roots in me. I am easy to hear and difficult to grasp. I am mute and verbose together. I am the one who cries out and gets a bad reputation. I am Hokuma of my name, earth wisdom. I am the breath of the mother, the source of all living in form. I am silent with those who are silent. I stand up with those who speak out. I have been scattered and gathered. Your outer appearance is created by the same one who dresses you on the inside. You create your inner life in visible forms all around you. Wow. I, and it goes on. This, that's not all of it by any means. But there's so many phrases in there that are so extremely important. The fact that I create my inner life in visible forms all around, well, that means one thing more than anything else. We create our lives in connection with other visible human beings all around us. We need each other. We need everyone else's celebrations. We need their mistakes. We need their issues and problems. We need their shortcomings because all of those are just mirrors and reflections of ourselves. So why can't we see in someone else a mistake and say, wow, I've done that one. So instead of pushing somebody away, we say, let's talk about that mistake. Let's celebrate what we learned by making that. And let's live together in celebration of our humanity. Let's encourage one another to keep learning and growing and to keep making mistakes too. How else can we learn? I just deeply appreciate Dr. Neil Douglas Klotz and his Aramaic work. And he will be a guest on the show sometime this winter. Uh, has already agreed to that and we're working on that. Uh, a man who has been responsible for so much light coming to the planet because of his translation and applications of the Aramaic language of Yeshua. Our greatest magnificence is hiding just behind our fear of bringing it forth. Let me say that again. Your greatest magnificence is sometimes hiding just behind your fear to bring it forth. We've learned to deny our best self far too often, to fear our greatest strength too many times, to mistrust what we truly know that we're really good at, to hide what the world needs in order to heal. And the world needs the best possible me. It needs the best possible you if it's going to heal and transform into a world where everyone wins. We need each other's support to make it happen. This is where applause replaces criticism and celebration replaces condemnation. When others see our magnificence and support us in calling forth our light out of the shadow and we doing that for them, we will become a new self. You help me grow. I help you grow. Yes, and if I truly love you, I will call forth the best in you and replace ignorance and fear with celebration. 
And I trust that you're going to do the same for me as well. For beyond our needs, how then shall we live? I see you was the great insight from the movie Avatar. I see you. We cannot see each other until we join together on the great adventure of community, getting our needs met in the aura of love and connection. Community happens when we shift from me to we as we pass through this world of illusions. May it become we, we, we all the way home. Your spiritual path is unique, yet your needs along the way are not. We have the power to change our inner landscape from sinner to winner. Just change one letter. And that change involves the inner transformational work of birthing a new self continuously. The old religious label of sinner just doesn't serve anyone anymore. It is a lie. Winning and losing, rich and poor, 1%, 99%, religion, atheism, and all the other expressions of fabricated dualisms are the result of a society that worships competition, sports, independence, fear of not surviving, religion, and everything else that divides us. Our society focuses on the temporary world of things instead of what is permanent, humanity. Yes, my friends, you and I, we are already eternal. We already have eternal life. We all, we've all, always had it since our first day of existence. We came into this world already possessing eternal life. When we own that reality and focus on our common needs, in that energy of community, all that is eternal, each other, become safe. All that is eternal, each other, are cared for and honored. When interdependence reigns, the fear-filled ego has been overcome and everyone wins. Community is dancing together. Dancing together as we celebrate insights we've gained along the way. Dancing through our own imperfections and sharing our paths and celebrating diversity. Everyone sharing their deepest self wherein we find harmony and deep peace with all others. In a world where everyone wins, no one loses. No one's afraid of the future. No one is judged. No one is criticized or condemned. No one knows guilt and shame any longer. No one lives in fear. And no one has unmet needs when we live in the energies of community. And no one wounds or is wounded by others. No one feels less than others. No one is a victim of competition. And in community, no one lives in the fear created by man-made dogma. Where everyone lives in creativity is where we live in community. Where people know they're loved, know they're valuable, and they know their deepest purpose unfolding. We can win without competition in the delights of consciousness, and lovingly we call each other to integrity, awareness, compassion, healing, inclusion, where everyone shares their journey as a light for each other. My friends, thank you for being with me today. We're out of time for now. I'll catch up with you next week. Thank you for tuning into the program today. 
Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.